Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps. My co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. G'day, mate. <laughs> Let's get another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> right, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Now, <laughs> if we're going to get this every day, we were terrible <laughs> when we did it last time. And I, even I joined in on the old uh, Aussie accent. You've not got any better days. So... <laughs> <laughs> Dave's tremendous accent there, impression, is because the Love Island cast is back, if only in podcast format, not in name. We are the CD reality cast, but we're happy to say that today is the day, Dave, and it's Love Island Australia episode one. I have seen this series before, but I must admit, I'm going to watch it again with fresh eyes, and even though it sort of knows some of the outcomes, I'm not going to ruin it for you, and I'm going to play it episode by episode, and boy, Am I fucking so excited today? What did you think of this uh, episode? Well, first of all, it feels like putting on an old, comfortable pair of slippers, doesn't it? So we've obviously been going through lots of different shows. We were doing Single Town recently. We're going through Labour of Love at the minute. We've done Love is Blind. We've done Too Hot to Handle. I'm possibly missing something out. But coming back to Love Island is just fantastic. It just feels so familiar. Even though, you know, it's kind of like... I'm longing back for 2018 when this was shot and I'm like, oh, we could like go out and socialize and stuff. It's absolutely fantastic. But this week, Chris, feels like a turning point because we, we've we got Love Island back on the screen. All right. We know it's a rerun, but I've not seen it before. Uh, we've got shops starting to open up, Primark opens up and everyone's <laughs> camping outside and stuff. And the football's starting later this week. It is getting back to normal life. Now, in terms of this Love Island, I mean, it, the format is just everything that we've seen before. And, you know, when we went through our multiple shows last year, we went through Love Island Australia season two, went through the US season, went through, uh, we've been through two UK seasons now. I was getting a bit fatigued with the format, but this time I was just like, oh, it feels great. It feels great, Chris, to be back. It does, Dave. And I'll tell you why. Because I fucking love that music. The music yep. is just, I love it. absolutely love Love Island. And it, you're right, it just feels great that we started the podcast as Love Island. Well, I was a Love Island fan. You certainly were, but you are now. So uh, I, I have done my job. I can just relax and go off into the sunset. But with this one, this is the one that I am probably going to live and die by my sword. I have raved about this series for so long. And I know it's been available on apps and that over the last six seven months in the uk at least probably more than that that we could have watched it but we just didn't think it was going to end up on mainstream tv and lo and behold itv2 have pulled it out the bag dave yeah and so i guess we have to be mindful don't we that uh, probably like we've got loads of listeners in the us I, I don't know if they're maybe going through the same season i mean for us in the uk it, it's all showing again isn't it so it'll be showed on the the kind of same times that the uk season would have been shown on uh found out today as well there's definitely no winter love island even is there so you know this is probably going to be all we've got so we're going to go through you know episode by episode again so chris you've seen it hopefully you've forgotten quite a bit I'm staying away from everything because obviously if I if I had a casual Google, I could go and find out the results, but I'm staying clear of all of that and I'm just going to take it as each episode comes. And Chris, we start off again, that familiar music and I didn't realize, I hadn't appreciated this was set in Mallorca as well. 
Yeah, I forgot to tell you that. So yeah, this this one is we know we did a second series, and I think that was in somewhere like Caribbean or Fiji, something like that. Yeah, it was somewhere really different to Bjorka anyway. But um, yeah, there's hell of a travelling for these guys to get over there. Yeah, but I don't think they're complaining, are they? But we get that familiar start with the first two girls, you know, driving into the villa. We get those nice, sexy little montages. We get to meet uh, Millie and Cassidy, and we find out a little bit about them. So what what do you reckon of those two first, Chris? Uh, Millie and uh, Cassidy, what was quite interesting was Cassidy all in straight away. Once she was like really um, good-looking girl, really sort of into what the whole show's about. And what I like, Dave, is when they line them up, it's like, who you after? Now, I've got to say, Dave, that Millie looks a bit feisty. I'll give her that. She's the brown-haired girl. But the one that stands out straight away more than anything, there's a couple, is Natasha, who puts down the guy she gets with, and we'll talk about it in a sec, but Erin, straight away, <laughs> yeah. Dave, firecracker, isn't even in it. Oh, not at all. I mean, Millie looks... I mean, look, Chris... These girls are all somewhere between a nine and a half and a ten. <laughs> you know, out of ten, they, they're absolutely stunning. All of them. I mean, you got Millie. She's she works at doggy daycare. She reckons her best features a butt and a, a, a banter is good. Um, she'd found her her previous boyfriend in the shower with another girl. That usually puts a bit of a crimp on the relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Erin, twenty three. And she's definitely, she's saying, oh, yeah, my best feature is my eyes, and then pushes her tits up, like, right in front of the camera. And it's like, all right, then. <laughs> so, yeah, she looks feisty, doesn't she? I mean, we see as the episode progresses, you know, she is a proper little firecracker. Yeah, she is, to be fair. And and, and as they come out, obviously, with the first guy out. So so we've got the girls. So you're right. So we've got Millie and Natasha. We've got Erin, Taylor, Cassidy, um, I think that's it, isn't it? There's five of them. And then yep. and then obviously we start with uh, the guys. Now, the first guy that comes out is Josh. He gets pied <laughs> straight away. So they're like, we've got Sophie Monk back, haven't we? She's yeah. like, which one of you lovely ladies would like to you know, pair up with Josh? Our survey said, <laughs> so he gets nothing. But he does pick Taylor out. And goes over to Taylor. Um, I mean, what I love that day. <laughs> oh, it's fucking brilliant, isn't it? Because they they all fucking love themselves. All ten of them in here absolutely love themselves. But when the guys are all giving it large and they're all like, "Oh yeah, oh, I've got a bit of a wandering eye. I fall in and out of love quickly," you know. And Josh is like making it all. Um, you you know, it's all him. It's all about him. So. He thinks, you know, he's just going to walk out there and have girls salivating over him. And fucking no one steps forward. And I just think it's brilliant. I love it. You know, he's a good-looking bloke, isn't he? But, you know, he's a sports administrator. In the outside world, I'm sure he's got no problems at all. But, you know, he probably isn't in, like, the top one or two of the blokes, is he? So, yeah, he ends up, um, he ends up picking Tyler, I think, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, Taylor. Taylor, sorry, and then so yeah, I just think um, we'll see where he goes, but I don't see him being one of the stronger ones. No, and and what was funny, Dave, is we we get after that we get Charlie come in, who's a rugby player for Australian international <laughs> rugby player, 
And he comes in and he goes, he, he sort of got his eye on Millie, but he, he goes over to Natasha, doesn't he? And Natasha just sort of pies him off straight away. She's like, oh, well, I don't think he really wants to be with me, does he? He's already looking over there. It's well, like, how bizarre. He's self-destruct or what? Yeah. What, what's the opposite to playing a blinder, Chris? <laughs> fucking absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he, again, fucking gr- really good looking lad. He's a bit more of a pretty boy, isn't he? He doesn't necessarily look like your classic rugby player, but fantastic body on him. But the thing is, you know, it, I think Millie had said, hadn't, hadn't she? She, like, as he was walking down, she was like, I know him. And then yeah. when he, I think, uh, wasn't Sophie Monk, like, egging Natasha on a bit, you know, to step forward kind of thing. So so she didn't initially, and then she's like, you know, no, no one's stepping forward at all. So Natasha does step forward, but then Charlie's like, when Sophie asks him, he says like, oh, yeah, well, I, I, I know Millie, and I probably would have picked her first. <laughs> it's like, you fucking bellend. <laughs> <laughs> he just said a word. That's when just you, make you got Natasha, for. you know, make her feel special, you know. But yeah, you're second best straight away. But I tell you what, Chris, he said to the lad, she was third best. <laughs> yeah, third. <laughs> Why pick her though? Oh, he's a tool. I mean, it, I, I don't know. I don't think, from what we saw later with him and Millie, I, I don't think if he'd have picked her, there'd have been anything there anyway. But I think in his head, there is, there's still something unexplored there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've got to say, Dave. So, so you've gone, you've, you've got a couple of good-looking guys in there, aren't you? See, we're up to, we get the fucking model. Justin comes in now, Dave. I know we're going to talk about the pairing up, but you know, this guy has got the looks. He's, you can see the campaigns he's done for Gucci, Armani, whatever he's done. He lives in New York. He's a you now rub shoulders with Katy Perry, saying that, but. Fuck me, Dave. He has got some fucking confidence wearing them budgie smugglers around the house. They <laughs> are quality. Yeah, it's going to be interesting where he goes, isn't it? Because, again, I, I noticed that he dropped a few names in there, but Katy Perry was the one I thought, oh, fuck's sake, you know, just yeah. throwing it all out there. And, and when you when you approach things like that, it sort of says to me that all the other girls are going to be kind of looked at in an inferior way, if that makes sense. I mean, how, how the yeah. fuck, how can you compare with Katie fucking Perry? I know, I know. I don't just I mean that. in terms of looks, but, you know, in terms of talent, she's a, a well-renowned pop star and everything. It just, I don't know, it seems, it seems off to me. But like you say, he's got no shortage of confidence as in, you know, even, uh, I think he chooses Millie, doesn't he? Yeah, but we see later, you know, he he's definitely got his eye on on Taylor as well. So, and he's not really, I, I wouldn't say he's not afraid of stepping on toes. But when he has the word with Josh, you know, he, it's almost like just a polite thing, isn't it? You know, it's like I'm I'm going to go for it anyway. But I'll because it's all new. I'll I'll have a word with you. Yeah, and I get that. I, I sort of understand that, and he seemed like a good guy, to be fair, Dave. But then, then you go, <laughs> you come after Justin, and we get Grant. Now you talk, uh, <laughs> you're talking about confidence. He comes in, drops a few Spanish lines. He always looks like a fucking stripper. He's got his drill yeah. there, hasn't he? Because he's he's what they call in Aussie a toolie. Um, you know, he's on the tools, so he, he's uh, he, he's straight over there, and he, he comes in. 
and does his bit. And he, he straight away he picks Cassidy, doesn't he? Natasha steps forward, even though she's with Charlie, but in the end he picks Cassidy, and and they look sweet together, Dave. To be honest, I and mean, even through the actual episode, there was a good bit of chat together. They were cuddling each other, and that it seemed quite genuine. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, he's up until that point. I guess you could say Charlie had you know, possibly the best body, but Grant's definitely got a, a good body as well, hasn't he? And he fucking knows it. He absolutely yeah. knows it and he uses it to, you know, to his advantage, I'm sure, when he's in the outside world. I thought it was really interesting because Natasha did step forward because when Charlie said that about, you know, I would have probably picked Millie, it, it's only going to end one way that, mate. So, so straight away, Natasha's like, well, I need to gamble on someone else because clearly I can't be worrying about you fucking going off somewhere else straight from day one. So um, I think I think Grant chose Cassidy just because she was on her own. And obviously she's dropped dead gorgeous as well. But, you know, I, I think it would have been a bit more, you know, unnecessary drama, I think, straight away if he'd have picked Natasha. Yeah, I agree. But Dave... You know, Erin was holding out. She wouldn't even look the other guys. And she even said when Grant come out, she went, oh, my God, he's confident. You know, so so she'd said, didn't she, she wants a tattooed, muscly guy, neck tattoo, everything. She wants, like, the proper bad boy look and that. And she pretty much got it because in walks Eden, who, if he could lick himself, I think he would, Dave, because he loved himself as a prison officer, 25. Um, he's told he's absolutely stunning, apparently, or whatever he got told just before he was going into the, the villa. And, yeah. Literally within five seconds, Dave, they were an item. No one else was going to step forward. No one else dared step forward because I think everyone would have kicked the shit out of them, Dave. She yeah. was like, yep, he's for me. And even he said the same straight away. He went, oh, yeah, firecracker. Yeah. That's for me. Yeah. You know, so so... What, what do you think about that, Dave? Because that developed very quickly because they were snogging by the end of the episode. Oh, fucking hell, were they? I, I was thinking they're going to last two or three nights before they're banging. <laughs> they're not going to last very long at all. But you know what, Chris? I mean, he he sort of said, you know, he, he's a bit promiscuous, isn't he? And, you know, he was saying he slept with a bride to be on a hen night. Classy move, classy move. And and then when Aaron asked him, <laughs> you know, have you ever cheated on anyone? Or have you ever cheated? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know what? I... Oh, how do I put this, Chris? You know, the girls in there, and this is not just this crop, you know, all of the other different Love Islands, they all want the same thing, don't they? They want the muscles, yeah. they want the bad boy image. And and then they're like, I think it was Taylor, wasn't it? Oh, every boyfriend has, has always cheated on me. Well, guess what, fucking... <laughs> you go for... you go. I want to go for the bad boys, but I actually uh, just want them to be really good, you know, when I want them to be. And it's just deluded just uh, is not the right word chris but it's somewhere in the ballpark it, it just astounds me um someone like eden you're not gonna tame him no no not at all not at all and and i tell you what was great dave so you've got erin and eden that got together they was kissing in bed one day everyone was like laughing because obviously the first real couple to sort of get it on as such but then they dropped the bombshell at the end and kim walks in dave blonde <laughs> with the champagne and he, fucking eden's going 
fucking hell. I'm even trying to do an accent. I'm going to stop myself right there. Dave. Yeah. It's just going to get worse. That was the accent. But, um, but, but even he's like, he kisses and you can, and everyone's straight away a fucking eight. And then Tecla's going, yeah, her hair's going to turn green when she gets in the pool. And to be fair, <laughs> Millie's like, and she's quite advised to Millie. She just went, now, now, let's just, you know, let's not start bitching about her when we don't know her just because she's walked in sort of thing. She was being sensible with it, you know, but fucking hell, Dave, I love it already. I've, I, I can just see it's just going to kick off at some point. You can just see with people, can't you? The way the, the relationships are. And I love, I love the fact that Justin had gone over to Taylor and was trying it on with her straight away. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Josh was right. Josh said, he said, nobody belongs to anybody in here. We're not couples. We're just, it's the first day sort yeah, of thing. And, and yeah. I think, um, Millie had said to Erin, like, you know, you're not really boyfriend and girlfriend, but he feels like it. And Erin, the, the fucking green-eyed monster was out in full effect. Fucking straight hell, away. was it? Yeah, she was not happy. And she, she'll she go naught to fucking psycho in, in 0.3 seconds, I reckon. <laughs> so, I mean, isn't it funny, though, Chris? I mean, of all the Love Island seasons, whenever we watch these, those that original group, the OGs, right, they bond within that first day. And then it's very yes. hard. It takes a while for the, the newer people who are introduced to break into that circle. And so it's, it's, it's just interesting. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, all Erin's seeing is basically an upgrade of herself. I mean, Erin's yes. fucking stunning as well. But, you know, the new girl comes in, she's a 22-year-old bikini model. She basically spends all her time in, the, in a bikini. Um, I noticed she went straight across to the boys as well. You know, so... A lot of them that we see who, who come into the villa, they'll they'll bond with their own sex first and then go and introduce. She walks straight past the fucking girls, straight in amongst all the lads. The lads' fucking jaws are on the ground, aren't they? And like you say, Erin in particular, she's like a fucking blonde, beautiful, big tits or fake tits, she says, doesn't she? <laughs> she's yep. so not happy. And she's like, oh, I wonder if she's really hairy or something. No one can be that perfect. So, yeah, I reckon, Chris, this, this is going to go off within a matter of days, I reckon. Oh, God. It, it, honestly, I think what I like is the all of the personalities are just honest. And I think that's what is interesting because, you know, we've watched, I mean, it might be like an Australian uh, mentality where they're more upfront. And I know my uncle's lived there for years and he says that. The Aussies don't mess about, Dave. If they've got an issue with you, you're getting told, you know, and uh, he said that to me for years and it's great. You know, you sort stuff out pretty much. None of this behind your back shit. Yeah. And I'm hoping for Love Island, that's what it is. You know, we get a little bit of fire. We get some romances because... I think as a first episode, this is, we watched the US one and it was the first series last year. We, you know, obviously we were in our infancy as a podcast and we're like four or five series now of, this is the fifth series of Love Island we've covered. But the, the difference was with the US one, the US one was just like diluted and watered down. What It was four weeks. It was like 20 odd episodes and we never get to meet people like, they meet people, probably personalities. Like you get a couple who've split up and it'd be like the worst thing ever. And we get all the sad music and that. And then the next night, the, the lad or the girl who was still voted on, they get voted off. It happened numerous times with the US one. They seem to cut it so short, but this for me is just peak Love Island. This, this feels like the original, like, first couple of series of Love Island, even to a third series, I think it was real strong for like everyone just not giving a shit. Whereas I think now a lot of them know that they, they can be themselves 
and the mass does drop with him, but they've got a lot of stuff that could potentially happen for him when they get outside there, you know, money-wise and things like that. So, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think the more polished when we watch it now, whereas this is peak Love Islands and it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, in the second season of, of the Australian one, they, they were a bit kind of watered down, weren't they? You can see from this one. I, I think, you know, Erin is definitely one to look out for, but Eden as well. From the blokes, he's going to have a wandering eye. He's going to be into all of them, I reckon. Oh, amazing work. Yeah, amazing work. I think, I think it's just one of them, isn't it? Like, he's in there with the lads. He seems like a lad's lad as well, doesn't he? You know, so uh, it'd be interesting to see how this one goes. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, it's, it's, he's the alpha male. He's the big dog, isn't he? He's the one that the girls will all kind of drool over and then wonder, you know, and be completely shocked when he's cheated on them. Um, so, you know, it's going to create a lot of drama, Chris, and I can't fucking wait. I'm assuming that, you know, uh, obviously we've had the new girl come in, so probably again in the next episode we might have a couple of blokes come in. It's definitely going to be, um, you know, someone like Josh, I think was looking quite vulnerable to be honest, because, you know, there was nothing really with him and Taylor. Um, Millie, after Charlie went across, you know, to try and see if there was anything there, so and making it visible to everyone, you know, can I take Millie for a chat? And she proper friend-zoned him and yep. was just saying, you know, you're quite young and it's I, I just see it as a friendship thing. So, so the guys, I think, were looking a bit vulnerable, but now you've got six girls in there. It's pretty obvious the guys are going to have the first vote, I guess. Um you're going to see the girls like make a play to try and stay in the villa now, aren't you? So, oh, bring it on, Chris. Bring it on. Dave, this is what this podcast was all about, my friend. I can't fucking wait as this goes on. And I think uh, looking at the run thing, I, I, I had a look on um, Wikipedia. I think this was like 30 episodes. So I think it ran for six weeks. So that's good. So it's in between the UK one, but it's still more than the US one. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's just mirrors like the UK, doesn't it? So good six week stretch. Like I say everything's starting to open up again now. We'll either go into a fucking second wave and be locked down again, or you know things will finally start to open up. So it's all looking rosy, Chris. We've got plenty of drama on the Love Island, and uh, yeah, loving it, loving it, loving it. Good man, good man. So guys, as always, if you want to get in contact with us, and I'm sure we're going to get emails sent in. At CD Reality Cast on Twitter, or if you want to email us, CD Reality Cast at gmail.com. Uh, and as always, Dave, we are everywhere and thereabouts. If you can drop us a review, guys, and get on to it. If it's the first time you've listened to the show, then you've got a hell of a back catalogue of reviews from me and Dave across the Love Island and various other reality shows. So, uh, no, any support is much, uh, you know, we love it, don't we, Dave? We absolutely do. And and what the great thing is, because we, with some of the other seasons like Singletown and stuff, we were watching that through catch up. And, you know, so we were kind of watching it on our own schedule. I think what I'm really looking forward to this season is, you know, we'll all be watching it at the same time on mass again. So I'm hoping we're getting some email traffic through again, because that's one of the great things as well, isn't it? We've got our own opinions, you know, where two, two blokes, you know, watching it and then when people give their other perspectives as well, that's that's what makes it more interesting and everyone can join in the conversation. And yeah, can't wait, Chris. No, and, and one thing I would say, Dave, anybody out there who starts following the official channels, guys, be warned, be, and I'd say this to you, Dave, as well, 
these all bell ends on Twitter and uh, on Instagram and that are just basically saying who wins it. So if you do really, really invested in the show, I genuinely, I'm not just saying this, try to avoid a lot of the official Facebook pages, Twitter, Instagram, because you've got idiots there. But loads of people saying, why are you replaying this? Well, it's like, hello, we can't fucking do Love Island because, you know, the world's just completely changed on its head. You're not allowed near anybody. So it's not going to be much of a Love Island when they can't even kiss or hold each other, is it? Unless they've got masks on. So that's ridiculous. So people kicking off, but then loads of people just saying the two people who win it, and it's just like, you're just fucking ruining it for people. So if you can, and I know it's going to be difficult because there's a lot of stuff out there, and you're really invested in it, just stay away if you can. Yeah, yeah. You know what, Chris? That might... Huh. That, that's an interesting point, that. We should have probably discussed this before we started recording, shouldn't we? But, you know, <laughs> we, we try not to discuss this stuff too much because we don't want to blow our load before we hit record, but... Um, I wonder, you know, if we need to approach this one a bit differently, like you say, maybe, maybe we have to stay off Twitter for this one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just because it's, the outcome's already known, just takes one person to say, you know, X and Y won it. It's like, oh, fucking brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I was got you the other day and I already know it was fucking one. I was reading like you, one because I was like, oh yeah, I already know. I was like taking out face value at first. That's like, like it was a new series. I was like, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I know as well. So, but for you, Dave, it, it would just ruin what we're doing, I think. Yeah, it, but if... like I say, just all the people interacting with us as well, you know, don't want to ruin it for them. So exactly. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe we'll have to keep it to just podcasts and emails uh, for this mm. one. And we'll, we'll put yeah. out, you know, obviously the episodes when they're published and stuff. But yeah, maybe not quite the live updates for this one. Mm. Unless you let me do it, Dave, because you've not seen it. I can police it because I've seen it. Yeah, but if, if someone's following us and then someone else tweets, like, the outcome. Ah, yeah, true, true. We're probably opening ourselves up by me even saying this It's not not just us, you know, and and spoiling it for me. It's it's, it's our followers and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay, we'll work that out. We'll work it out, won't we, off the podcast? Yep, yep, absolutely. So, good stuff, mate. So, episode one in the bag, and we'll see everybody tomorrow. Bye now.